Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got some tough stories, and our first story of the day is from Yami J. Entitled Mother Keeps Coming Back Past Midnight every time I babysat. When I was a teen, I used to babysit on my street. I was one of the rare teens around that had my babysitter class and all. My brother and I were also known to dog sit too. It's been more than two decades, so a lot of details are fuzzy. After a little while, Entitled Mother came to me under recommendation so I could babysit her kid. I remember her telling me she had difficulty to find a good babysitter to stay. We talked about my prices and my availability. I made it clear about my hourly rate and that it would be an extra $5 after midnight, she said it was fine. So comes the first Friday night, and first, it's there that she tells me that her 8 or 9 year old boy has allergies. Okay, no problem since I know how to use an EpiPen, and my mom's a nurse and isn't far if I need help. Second, she tells me his bedtime and all. Again, no problem. She also tells me that she'll be back before midnight and leaves me her cell phone number. So she leaves for her date night, and I start to talk with the kid so I get to know him. It goes well until it's bedtime. It's where his brattiness comes out and getting to bed is a battle. After a while, I manage to get him to bed, so I relax and watch TV. Hours pass, and I check my watch, and it's past midnight. I called on her phone and got a voicemail asking her if she could come let me know her ETA and check if everything's alright. No dice. I continue to watch TV and keep checking my watch a few times. She finally comes home at 1.45 a.m. After small talk, she pays me, and I notice some money was missing. I say, "Uh, there's some money missing. I was clear about my rates, and since it's past midnight, I should have an extra $10 in there. She says, I'm sorry, I don't have enough right now. I'll give you the remainder next time. I say, okay. Spoilers, she never did. I just called my mom to pick me up. I had a talk with her and she was a little annoyed with this. I kept babysitting for her for a few months, every two to three weeks, and things got worse. She kept paying me short after arriving after midnight every time. The kid got more difficult to go to bed and got aggressive with me. By the end, he yelled and punched me a few times, and she started to ask me to babysit during school nights, which I refused because I was still in high school and wanted to concentrate on my studies. So comes the last night I babysat, it was the middle of winter in Canada, Entitled Mother leaves with her date. The Entitled Child is being such a huge brat and I have difficulty getting him to calm down. When it came to bedtime, he didn't want to go to bed and yelled and punched. I managed to get him to bed, I watched TV and checked my watch a few times. At this time, I knew that calling her was useless, because she never returned the calls. So they got back at 2.30am, a record for her. Talked to her about what happened that night, and I got paid. I frown after noticing I'm short again. I say entitled mother, I'm short again. You know my rates, and you know that there's an extra $5 per hour after midnight. She says, I'm sorry, it's all I have. And I think the extra rate after midnight is unnecessary. No other babysitter asked me this, and no one ever told me my boy was aggressive with them. You must have done something to him. I frown and just glared. I know it's not true because I had to talk to girls from my school who babysat, and they did this too. Her boyfriend suggested he give me a ride home, but refused, telling I would call my mom, which I did. 
I had time to put my coat, boots, and the rest of my winter gear on in the time that she arrived. I said my goodnight and left to get in my mom's car. While driving, I told my mom everything, and I mean everything. She said, OP, I think you need to stop babysitting for this family. I said, but mom, it's my only babysitting job that's constant. She says, I know, but it's obvious she's not going to pay you and doesn't care what her kid does to you. I say, but... And mom says, OP, you've always been too nice to people. Next time she calls, I'll be the one answering. I say, okay, which happened. The next time she called, it was my mom who answered, and I'm very grateful she did. From what I gathered is this. She said I was no longer babysitting her child because he was violent with me and she was underpaying me after being reminded my rates. The only time she was going to talk to me was when she was going to give me the missing cash from the last three babysitting jobs I did for her. Did I get the missing cash? Yes. And my mom and dad were there to witness this. Mom was actually in her nurse uniform when it happened. That did make an impression for some reason. Did I babysit that kid again? Heck no. Not sure she found another babysitter. So yeah, I learned my lesson. I still babysit for another family and they were nice to me. They also made us dog sit their dog during the summer. It was so fun. My brother and I loved this. This family was awesome and often gave us a good recommendation for my brother and I. It's just honestly sad when somebody like this entitled mother tries to take advantage of a kid who just doesn't want to rock the boat, doesn't necessarily know better. If you were OP's age and just getting into the swing of learning how to do a job, do you think you would be able to be guilt tripped like OP did here as far as the extra rate goes? Let me know down in the comments. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Bubs T. Entitled father thinks he can waltz back into my life as he pleases. I'm a 21 year old female. I'm going to go into all the detail I can and any quotes from texts or emails will be directly from the source. My biological father came all the way from Ireland at the age of 12 with his brothers and sisters to live a better life in Canada. He was raised by his sister and worked all his life. The issues for me began when I was 12. My dad got remarried. Everyone in the family knows that she's a gold digger and that she's with my dad for his money. Every time I visit my dad, my stepmom's there. I've never had a one-on-one -on -one time with my dad in years. She literally dumped her kids on her ex-husband to move on with my father. I can't imagine the crap they went through. Anyway, my dad began to compare me to my stepsister a lot. At first, I was being bullied in school, and my dad said I could learn a lot from her because she'd been through the same thing. But then it became worse. He started using my stepsister to get me to do what he wanted. I didn't have a credit card. Jay has a credit card. I didn't have a bus pass. Jay has a bus pass. He would start to brag to my mom about how amazing Jay was and how she wanted to go to a fancy school and all that. It was sickening. I began to resent my stepsister because she was just so perfect and I was not. She had the best grades, the best friends, the best boyfriend, and the best life. She was popular, had thousands of Instagram followers, and had lots of makeup. I was the opposite. I had terrible grades, terrible friends who were either crazy incels or left me or used me. Guys never really liked me. I only had 100 plus followers and never wore makeup. My dad was always telling me to be more like her. He even once got my hair cut like hers. My mom asked him if he was comparing me to any other kids and he got really mad. 
It made me feel so worthless about myself, and it made me hate my stepsister and see her as this block for my father. Then came the bullying. My stepsister from age 11 to 13 was a huge bully, always making fun of me for my little quirks, taking embarrassing Snapchat videos of me, not using my name when introducing me to her friends. Oh, that's just my stepsister. Ignoring me for long periods of time, hanging up FaceTime calls because I wouldn't turn my camera on, locking herself in the bathroom every time I said something she didn't like, and hitting me hard with memory foam pillows? I tried to tell my dad after I complained to my mom about it, and the first thing he did? Asked his wife if she had seen any bullying. She hadn't. My dad then insisted that I was bullying her. Then came the comments of my appearance. My dad began to judge my appearance hard. I was banned from wearing dark clothes and shirts with cartoons on them because my dad didn't like them. He got my hair cut similarly to my stepsisters. He's always making comments about my hair. I have frizzy hair and he's always calling it big and asking me to change it. I told him I wouldn't. I've been tempted to start gelling my hair because nowadays I see my natural hair as ugly sometimes. I should also mention that the comments got so bad that I developed anorexia to lose weight. Then came my cousin's wedding in Ireland. And this is where my mom lost all her respect for my father. Because it was a private affair, we were all allowed to drink, including teenagers. I was 17 at the time. I drank this champagne and it was caca. During my cousin's wedding, my stepsister joined my young cousin in talking crap to me because I was on my first glass, basically insinuating that I was a lightweight. I went to go sit with my other cousin, I have lots of cousins, and I told her in private about what was going on. My other cousin was furious and told me that it was okay. My aunt was concerned about why we walked off so quick, and my cousin told her what happened. My aunt and cousin went after my stepsister and cousin and shamed them for not including me. I didn't know about this. Later, my dad told me to go stand with my stepsister and my cousin because my aunt was nagging at him. I finally decided to tell my dad what was up. I took him outside and explained what happened, and he got mad at me. I finally lost it on him and told him that he makes me so mad and doesn't know why, and when I tell him, he doesn't care. He told me to shush, but I wouldn't. I walked away from him, telling him I'd see him inside. My cousin was outside having a smoke, and I went up to her right away and just cried. My dad grabbed my arm, asking how I thought I could just walk away from him, and started giving me crap for shaming my cousin and stepsister. My cousin stepped in and said that it was her that did it. My aunts then stepped in and they all called him out. My dad tried to start a family meeting outside with my stepmom, my cousin's parents, etc. While my cousin went off to stop him. I was left with my aunt, who thought it was just a normal sibling argument. My dad and I were alone. He went on and on about how my stepsister and stepmom were stuck in a strange country where everyone hates them and I explained all of my emotional baggage to him for some reason. He threatened to call my mom from Canada. He called my mom from Canada and told her what happened. She asked to talk to me and when I told her my side of the story, she actually sided with me. My dad made me feel absolutely unsafe that night. He yanked my arm, didn't let me leave the table, refused to dance with me and made me ask my stepmom to dance because quote unquote, she's a person too, you know. My mom feared for my safety. I feared I was going to be slapped. I ghosted him for six months until my mom forced me to forgive him at Christmas because he's your father, you'd be sad if he died, etc. Then came the abandonment. 
My dad had a back injury a few years ago in 2013. I'll get back to it in a second. He and my stepmom go on vacations to Thailand for 10 months at most. He goes in October to November, meaning he misses my birthday, February 15th, for my 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st birthday. He hasn't been around. He doesn't even send me a card. Just a happy birthday text. That's what an uncle does, not a father. Then came January, my cell phone was broken. My dad had replaced my iPhone because my smartphone wasn't fitting in the charger, but because the good one was broken, he gave me a cracked phone. So basically I asked him if I could get a new iPhone from him. My dad owns like 10 different iPhones for international travel, so I figured he could give me one. He told me to take a picture of the phone. I asked why. He said so he could trade it in. I told him I didn't have another camera to do it and he kept telling me to ask my mom. He has a habit of texting mom before I can and he bothered my mom while she was sleeping. I got mad at her and he got mad because I was carelessly discarding his items. I told him he gave me a broken iPhone and he told me to rethink my strategy before I keep throwing stones. That was enough for me and I sent him a text saying that I wasn't going to talk to him. Then came March. I emailed him and told him about my feelings. I gave him an elaborate list of everything he had done to me. He sent back a reply explaining everything word for word, bringing up my traumas, etc. He literally made it a business email and basically explained everything. It was like talking to a wall. We went back and forth with him denying everything and saying that comparing was not really comparing, but using examples to teach and then linked me a website on how effective it is. It was a business website. He said my stepmom was family and gave me positive things and how I should. He then got mad I don't visit him on Christmas and his birthday. Then came yesterday. He messaged me on WhatsApp and said, Are you ready to talk to me? We can set up a thing with you and your counselor. I asked him if he knew what he did, and he said, Clearly you think I did something. I got mad at him and asked him how the freak he thinks I think he did something. He told me not to get aggressive, and I said no, you think I think he did something. He told me he tried and he hopes I have a good day, and I told him he was delusional. Then came today, I texted him asking if he thinks he hasn't done anything. He told me to list everything he did to me. I told him. He explained the Thailand thing again and said it'll be in his life. I told him he can work from home or go to a country that's closer to Canada. He told me, yes, I've been to Florida and Portugal in the past. I told him that he just admitted that he could go to a closer place and that he's choosing to go to Thailand and choosing to miss his kids' birthdays. He told me I miss his birthday. He told me he thinks we have a misunderstanding about the comparing and that we should agree to disagree about it. I called him delusional because comparing is not okay. My boyfriend and I have an agreement. He comes with me anytime I see him because I can't be in a room with him unsupervised. My boyfriends agreed to come to a meeting with my dad to make sure I don't yell or slap him. Bonus round, my dad tried to make my mom use my school money he put in. He's lied to me and my mom multiple times. I applied to the university he went to. I told him I was worried about getting in and he told me, of course. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Of course you'll get in, baby. Your father went there. He called the zit on my forehead an Indian dot in a public restaurant in front of my uncle and aunt. He slammed the door in my face instead of being interested in having a productive discussion with me. I'm actually crying as I'm typing this because of all this pain. I learned from She-Ra and the princesses of power that abuse explains our behaviors. I learned from Encanto about generational trauma. However, I learned from Bojack Horseman that parents who were abused explain their behavior, but doesn't justify it. At first, I felt like I could justify my mistakes like Catra's abuse, but I see my father like Beatrice Horseman, coming from a bad family. I'm going to take this paragraph to talk about the positive things about me. I go to a university for English to pursue my dream of becoming a comic artist and cartoonist. I have a handsome and amazing boyfriend who supports me every day who I'm engaged to. I have three amazing friends who care about me. I play a bass guitar. I dance. I sing every weekend. I'm an excellent poet. All of these things I've accomplished without my father's intervention. Sadly, OP's talking a lot of truth here. Exactly what OP was discussing here about how it's a generational thing is exactly why when I read all these stories about entitled parents dragging their kids around on their leashes, putting on the most Karen of behaviors and treating other people like they're the dirt underneath their shoe, it makes me more sad for the kid in that situation than anything else because they're likely going to grow up believing that's the way to be. And doubly so if the parent does anything that's targeting the actual child. Our next story is from City Frequent, Manipulative Parents. So I have a boyfriend, my parents know about him, but my mom keeps manipulating me to break up with him because he doesn't earn enough to support me in the future. The thing is, we haven't even talked about that topic, and my parents are assuming we're planning to get married, and my mom is manipulating my dad to talk me into breaking up with him. Oh yeah, not to mention that they're threatening to stop my degree because they think I can't commit to two things at once. Also, my dad's cheated on my mom multiple times. And you expect me to take a cheater's advice? Any advice for them to accept me and my boyfriend dating? Honestly, I think OP's in a really tough situation here, and I'm not sure there's a really great answer. I mean, you can try and lie and cover it up, but if they're harping and helicoptering super hard, chances are they'll probably figure it out at some point, and even if they don't figure it out, they're probably the type of people to accuse you anyways. I'm not sure what the big solution really is here. This next story is from Leah Renee. Rant. Stop comparing children to abusive family. Honestly, this is less of a story and more of a rant. I work as a babysitter for a large family. The second and third boys are not the father's biological children. The second and third boys were the sons of, as I've heard, a very abusive and disgusting man who allowed the children to live in dog feces up until their mother found her new husband and got the boys out of there four years ago. My heart goes out to those boys as I grew up in a similar situation. The one thing I can't get over is how the parents don't take into consideration how those boys may feel. The boys are amazing, they're just still recovering from old habits. 
Recently when babysitting, I heard the boys' new father out of nowhere say, they're just like their father. And then their mother explained stuff to me about how their father was an abusive man who wants nothing to do with the boys. I could see how talking about that man upset them and even more, they looked like they were about to cry hearing their parents say how they're just like such a terrible man. I don't care how your children act, never compare your child to an abusive family member. All that does is make your child upset and make them beat themselves up for not being good enough. This is definitely a really disheartening thing to witness and honestly you leave a situation like that wishing that they just never had kids to begin with because I would like for pretty much every parent to have a consciousness of consideration for how others feel. I mean, how do you say these things around the kids and talk around them like they're a couple of puppies that don't know what you're saying? Regardless of how old they are, they're human beings too. Our next story is from Gray Miles KM, entitled Mom Thinks Her Annoying Child Deserves My Glow Sticks. I went to this outing in a harbor tonight. Since it was dark out, everyone who went into the water needed a glow stick. Eventually, after I got out of the water, I walked down to the parking lot to calm down because it was crowded and found three more glow sticks. Score! I went back up to sit near my family and this kid starts freaking wailing because I have four glow sticks. Kid starts absolutely losing his mind. So I look over and see the mom asking him what's wrong and proceeding to try and grab the glow sticks from my hand. I'm not confrontational, so I grab them back and looked away, honestly trying not to cry. She then taps on my shoulder and tells me that I should give her the glow sticks. You don't need them, you're obviously an adult. I sighed and tried to keep calm and not cry, and told her I found them and that if her child wants more, to go find them on their own. The child's practically hyperventilating at this point, so I asked my mom to deal with it and leave. I think what OP did here is the smartest thing, honestly. You have your parents there. This entitled parent clearly thinks they're better than you and can talk down to you and boss you around because you're a kid, even though they did say that you were an adult. I'm sure they'd also make that argument even despite the fact that they called you an adult just a second ago. Just pass it off to your mom, let them battle it out. I'm sure your parents are a lot more capable of just getting her to shut up and leave them alone and focus on yourself. This next story is from Troubled Goff. Entitled woman chokes seven-year-old for playing on a Wii. This happened about 10 or so years ago when I was about seven, 17-year-old male now. My father, 30-something, who we'll call R, and my stepmom, around 25-something, we'll call her A, were out on a date while A's best friend, Entitled Mother, also 20-something, watched Entitled Kid, the Entitled Mother's Kid, and I. We were in the living room at around 6.30 to 7 p.m., and I wanted to show my Wii off to the Entitled Kid. I don't remember the game we were playing, most likely Wii Sports, but I remember setting it up so we could take turns. Because I hated fighting over things. As a child, I was always fair in games and would always make sure everyone got an even amount of turns. I made sure I kept track of who went first, who went second, etc. This is important because I was patiently waiting for Entitled Kid to finish her turn before it was mine. When it was up, I reached and gently took the controller from them, figuring she would also understand that it was my turn. She did not. The moment I took it away, she started crying and ran back to her mother, who was sitting right behind her. At seven years old, I didn't know what to do. I haven't experienced another kid throwing a tantrum, so I also went over, hoping she wasn't hurt. I thought maybe I'd grabbed the remote too hard or scratched her when I did, and asked if she was okay. 
I don't remember exactly what Entitled Mother said, but it was something along the lines of, Give Entitled Kid the remote back, she didn't finish her turn. Before snatching the remote away from me, I was surprised and honestly taken aback by the yelling and rude behavior, so I started crying. Not because I was upset about the game, but she had spooked me and I didn't know why she yelled. My parents went through a divorce, but they never yelled at each other around me, so I honestly wasn't used to it. I remember asking why she took the remote and attempting to explain that it was my turn, but instead of listening to me, she sent me to my room and told me not to come back until the morning. One thing my parents never did was send me to bed hungry, or send me to my room over a simple misunderstanding. My feelings were hurt. I was reminded that I wouldn't eat for the rest of the night. I wanted to play my game, etc. I was crying pretty hard when I got to my room and sat down on my bed, but that's practically every child who doesn't know what he did wrong, right? If I had a few minutes to myself so that I could calm down, I would have stopped crying. But Entitled Mother wanted to make that impossible for me. She wanted to make things more difficult and eventually came stomping into my room yelling, If you don't shut the freak up right now, I'll choke you. Which honestly didn't help the situation because I was already scared and upset about the situation. Instead of shutting up, I cried harder until I couldn't breathe. Baby's first panic attack, I guess. And she held true to her word. She grabbed my throat with both hands and pushed me so I was on the bed. I spent 10 minutes trying to find the best way to say that sentence without it being seen as sexual, but I just can't avoid it. She choked me for about 5 or 6 seconds, long enough to scare me and make me think she was going to kill me, before letting up and letting go. She turned around and went to the door before making a smug comment about telling my parents that I was a spoiled little brat. After she left and my parents got home, I explained the situation to them the best I could even showing my dad the marks she had left on my throat. And my stepmom had the audacity to question if I was telling the truth. She even went so far as to say that there were cameras in my room, and that R and her could go in their room and look at the security footage to see if I was telling the truth or not. I was a bit confused, but ultimately told her I was telling the truth and wouldn't lie about that. She never ended up doing anything about it and neither did R. A few weeks later, we were out somewhere, and I burnt my tongue on hot chocolate. Entitled mother and A laughed at me for it and did nothing to check I was okay. My real mom, when she found out what had happened, ended up running Entitled Mother out of the country. I think she lives somewhere in Europe now. One extremely common thing that I see in these Entitled Parent stories, and one thing that I will never get over, is how often it's prevalent for these step-parents to come in and not believe and not care about the kid at all. Like, even if you don't really want to even take care of the kid or really be responsible for them, for them to say that this lady choked them and for you to question them on that? I mean, of course you want to know the truth, but basically to be skeptical from the get-go? It's just so many layers of disappointing. And our final story of the day is from Sweet Cheap PNG. Racist mother tries to convince me and my friend that we need to return to China. So for context, I'm a Singaporean girl, on the tanner side of the Asian flavor, and my friend is the same. I'll call her May. We both live in Australia, but we have noticeable accents and can fluently speak both Mandarin and English. Also where I live, COVID is currently under control, but my friends and I prefer to still wear a mask on public transport as a precaution. 
so I usually take a tram that takes me from my school to where I live. Over the years, I've noticed a few regular people who take the same tram at the same time, a few students, a very sweet old couple, and the titular entitled parent and her kid. I was taking the tram as usual, but May was there as well because we wanted to do some shopping. We both entered the tram, entitled parent, her kid, and the old couple were already on the train, and we were having a quiet convo in Mandarin since we're both more comfortable with that language. About five minutes pass and we both hear someone very clearly clear their throat. Entitled parent says, excuse me? Both May and I were puzzled. I say, yes? They say, you girls should be speaking English. I find that you speaking Chinese is very offensive and distracting. I give May a look and she asks in Mandarin, who is this woman? She says, stop it, you're going to infect my son. Her son doesn't seem bothered at all, but watching a cartoon on her phone. I say, miss, we aren't bothering anyone. Could you please mind your own business? She says, no, I won't be tolerating you trying to poison my son with your Asian virus. I say, miss, we're both wearing masks, and you should be too. Now please leave us alone, we aren't infecting anyone. She says, no, I'm not having this. She pulls away her phone from her kid to make a phone call, making her child cry since he was still watching his show, and when she snatched away her phone, she yanked the kid's wrist. We were baffled. Asian virus? We're both wearing masks and speaking Chinese doesn't infect people. I don't know what kind of conspiracy theory she's smoking, but I think she needs mental help. Entitled mother at this point is pretending to make a call to the police. I know this because I see her screen still on while she's calling the police. She says, police, hello? Yes, there's these teenage girls who are terrorizing my son. Please get here immediately, I'm on tram so-and-so, please hurry. The old couple intervene at this point to try and move the lady off the tram. At some point during her call, the tram stops and the driver leaves his driver's seat, obviously annoyed, to speak with the lady. He told her that she was disrespecting the passengers and told her to leave. She says, no, these girls are not meant to be in this country. Get them off. The driver says, no ma'am, you need to get off now. She says, fine, I don't want to be near those Asian slurs anyway. I hope they send you back to China where you belong. She left with her kid who was still crying. May and I just looked at each other and started laughing. China virus and go back to China. It was so bizarre how some people could be so racially intolerant. I feel bad for her kid though. The nice couple told me a few days after that she was banned from public transport in my area indefinitely because of her blatant racism and verbal assault. Won't be seeing her on my tram anymore. Honestly, can we all agree that this kind of behavior obviously is in part generated by being racist, but is also partially a consequence of modern day social media? Like how easy it is for anybody that has conspiracy theories to meet up and have a common platform and circulate and basically strengthen their beliefs in these things. And not only that, but it can be all anonymous, it's so easy. I love social media, I mean I wouldn't be doing this without it. But I think in a lot of ways it's caused such a downfall for a lot of people. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 